When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The landscape of the West has completely changed, but if you hear Rob Palenka, they're trying to run this thing back instead of change with the landscape itself. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Courtney Cronin, Joe Fortenbaugh sitting in for the guys, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance continuity and youth over going after big free agent acquisitions. That is the song cry here for the Los Angeles Lakers, whether it's the right one. We'll find out here in a couple of hours when free agency starts and then going forward into next week. But I just take a look at the West. I take a look at the Suns adding Bradley Beal, the Warriors adding CP3, the Spurs getting Victor Wembanyama in the draft, and then, of course, the Grizzlies adding Marcus Smart. Every team, Joe, has done something considerably. Even the Sacramento Kings last night, re-signing Harrison Barnes, pretty much telling Draymond Green, thanks but no thanks. Everybody's been active. But what we've seen with the Los Angeles Lakers is a lack of moves, which is, seems to be by design. They parted ways with Mo Bamba yesterday. It doesn't sound like they're going to pick up the option on Malik Beasley's $16.5 million contract. Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, they're expected to stay. But this roster around LeBron James doesn't feel like it's going to be any different, at least to start the season in a couple months. There's not a whole lot of room for what they can do from a big splash perspective, but I don't think that's necessarily what they need. It's important that when you go back and look at what the Lakers did last season, if you're going to zoom out and do the macro and say, well, they were only a seven seed, 43 and 39, they finished 10 games back at Denver. That's not really painting an accurate picture because there was the pre-wet Russell Westbrook trade and the post-Russell Westbrook trade. And when they moved on from Westbrook and they brought in Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell, they retooled the team in a way that they played better defense. And from that point forward to the end of the season, they were one of the more successful teams in the NBA. They get into the playoffs and they performed quite well until they ran into the Denver Nuggets who swept them right out. No shame in that. The Nuggets went on to win the title, and they made it look pretty easy throughout the course of the postseason. So if you're the Lakers, there aren't a lot of major tweaks that, A, you can make, nor should you be considering to make. The two things you want to focus on more than anything else are, one, and this is actually really the only thing you want to focus on, how do you manage the injuries? Because it's not going to matter if LeBron James gets hurt, who else you brought in. It's not going to matter if Anthony Davis gets hurt, who else you brought in. And Davis is the big X factor here because if you go back through his career, last year he plays 56 games, the year before that 40 games, the year before that 36 games. You need to be on the court, not necessarily throughout the entire duration of the regular season, but they need you healthy and productive in the playoffs. 
And, Courtney, there were moments in the postseason against Denver where he went absolutely MIA. I don't know if it's a conditioning thing or what, but that's the number one priority because if I'm the Lakers, I'm not necessarily worried about the Phoenix Suns. They had a lot of playmaking and a lot of scoring before the Bradley Beal trade. They brought in more playmaking and scoring, but they're still going to have issues on defense. they got to address the wing situation. They have no 3 and D wings, and at the same time, they lack depth, and that's what burned them against uh, Denver in that series where they could not rely on anyone outside of Durant and Booker. So what the Lakers are primed for right now as we enter free agency that's coming up in just about 12 hours, they have the full non-taxpayer mid-level exemption. That means that they could go get a Brooke Lopez, one of the names that we're tracking in free agency. But elsewhere on the roster, doesn't feel like there's going to be that many big splash moves to improve what the core is. I think they look at this and say, hey, we were 18-9 and after the trade deadline, which was the best record of any team in the NBA. If these pieces can stay healthy, if they can build off what they did last year in the West, then they have a good chance of running it back and getting at least as far as they did, if not further, in what could be the last year for LeBron James. You were on Fitz and Harry yesterday, and you had Ramona Shelburne, ESPN NBA senior writer, on with you, and that was a topic of conversation that came up, whether the Lakers are preparing for the end of the LeBron era. Do you, uh, Ramona, do you see the Lakers preparing for this to be LeBron's last season in L.A.? Yeah. I mean, they have to. Wow. Like, he's been pretty unequivocal about saying, I want to play with my son, right? I mean, that's – and he, he positioned himself to be a free agent or to have a player option that he could decline in the year that his son would be eligible for the NBA draft. And so, like, you know, the thing with LeBron is that – he's pretty clear about his intention. Like and the fact that he would even reinforce that on Instagram. And you know, I think that it was, it's kind of a joke of right now because the mock draft is, you know, year out, like the idea, we don't know what teams are going to make the playoffs, let alone be in any of those positions. Right. But it's more, it's more to say he's projected as a mid first round pick. He could walk away from that $51 million player option next offseason and go join forces with Bronny James. He has been very vocal about wanting to play with him, Joe. I know on Instagram the other day there were there were some comments that he made about let's go to Atlanta, and can you imagine <laughs> a team that had myself, Bronny, and Trey Young? I can't imagine that. I can't really fathom what that looks like right now, but the fact of the matter is this is pretty probably their last go-around with LeBron James, and it seems like they're doing things differently. This is his sixth season that he's about to embark on in Los Angeles. Every offseason before this one, they have not kept more than seven players from the previous season's roster. Maybe continuity is the way to go about it. I just think you look at the fact that you were swept by the Denver Nuggets by a combined 24 points and how much the West has changed. And if you're really looking at your roster saying LeBron James, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves, some of these other players that have kind of been, it's kind of been a mixed bag, really good at times. And, you know, they were very active at the trade deadline. I guess they could be active there again if they choose not to be active in free agency. The West has gotten better, though, and if you need more playmaking so it doesn't all fall on LeBron James's shoulders, then sitting out of free agency doesn't necessarily feel like the right move considering this is your last dance, more or less, with LeBron James. Patience in terms of team building has become more important 
then I think we've realized because we get caught up in what's happening right now with free agency, right? Like the NBA is a very interesting product. It's a very entertaining product. We are interested because big name players are on the move seemingly every year at every turn. Thank James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant for that. But if you look at the teams that are winning championships the last few years, it's a very different story with how they build. Look at Denver. Jokic and Murray had been around for a while. Mike Malone, the head coach, had been around for a while. Patience. And then minor tweaks here and there to try to improve the roster. Aaron Gordon, most notably in 2020-2021, and that ended up paying dividends this past postseason. The year before that, Golden State Warriors. Nothing but patience. Steve Kerr's been there nine years on the job. Kerr, Curry, Thompson, Draymond, and then the crew they build around them. They bring in Andrew Wiggins in exchange for D'Angelo Russell to try to improve that situation, and that pays dividends against the Boston Celtics. And then the year before that, it was the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, Middleton, Coach Bud. And then a couple years ago, they bring in Drew Holiday, and it puts him over the top. So you want to have patience with your team building if you're going to win a championship. Like, how's it working for Philadelphia? One minute, it's Simmons. One minute, it's Jimmy Butler. One minute, it's James Harden. It just keeps revolving, and the results don't change. Second round flameout. So for the Lakers, they finally have been demonstrating a little bit of patience. They made some moves at the deadline last year. They got better. They showed that in the playoffs. Maybe this year it's one or two tweaks in the offseason. See where you are come trade deadline time. And that's where you get aggressive to try to put yourself over the top. Because that's been the blueprint the last few years. Patience. Build around your core. Make a few tweaks here and there. Try to get better. And then hope the window opens itself up and gives you an opportunity to seize advantage on the rest of the league. They were the most active team outside of, you know, Very. Br- Brooklyn sending all their team uh, away at the trade deadline, whether it was to Dallas or to the Phoenix Suns. But the way that they found one-dimensional players, that's kind of, that's what D'Angelo Russell is, that's what Jared Vanderbilt is, but it worked. It worked in what they had until it didn't. So that would be my only concern, and I know a lot of this, what I'm talking about centers around D'Angelo Russell. It feels kind of inevitable. Like he will end up back with the Los Angeles Lakers. There had been rumors about Kyrie Irving, maybe being an upgrade at that point guard spot. So again, it doesn't have to all fall on LeBron James at 38 years old, but if they feel they can run it back with this core and contend for a championship this year, if things aren't going according to plan, remember they got off to a two and 10 start last year. A lot of panic in Lakerland and across the uh, NBA landscape of, man, it's just not working. But if you believe what Rob Palinka is selling you, that continuity and going young, they drafted Jalen Hunt-Shafino from Indiana early in the first round, and maybe adding some young pieces to a core that eventually is going to be without LeBron James. I don't know if I'm maybe seeing this thing wrong. Of course, they're going to try to win a championship, to try to keep this core together for right now. But maybe they're thinking also life beyond LeBron James, knowing that it's probably not likely that he's there, at least at this point, according to what Ramona said. Next season, they don't own their own first-round pick in 2000, the 2024 draft. So if he is dead set, which she, we have no indication that he's not, on playing with Bronny James – that's probably happening somewhere else unless Bronny falls to the second round. Who knows how this whole thing's going to play out. LeBron's life, though, Joe, is centered in Los Angeles. There's a reason Bronny James, if you're connecting the dots here, chose to go to USC. So are we seeing the last of him in La La Land, at least in the short term? It's very possible, but beyond this year, I think the Lakers aren't trying to worry about 
anything in the two, beyond the 2023-24 season. Yes, these additions that they have made, going younger, focusing on what they already have, could set you up for the future. But the focus right now for LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Straight ahead, the news that came out yesterday ahead of free agency. James Harden opting in to his $35.6 million player option. What are the best landing spots? We want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've heard about the Los Angeles Clippers. We also have heard about the New York Knicks. Where makes sense? for James Harden to go via a sign-and-trade. That's coming up next here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Imagine the starting lineup of Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and James Harden. Please tell me that is not a nightmare nightmare waiting to happen. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Joe Fortenbaugh, breaking down all things NBA free agency. Please welcome in our good friend Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer who is on it all today from this just in to get up. The NBA Today free agency special starting at 3 p.m. So, of course, we have him starting his day at the crack of dawn. <laughs> Help me make this make sense. I know the names that have been floated out there about James Harden after opting into his player option, where a sign and trade would make sense, the Los Angeles Clippers – that name was floated, and the New York Knicks. How do, how do the Knicks fit into this equation? Because that's not an upgrade in your backcourt. And if you're a team that looks at how you handled the Cleveland Cavaliers and how you came up short against the Miami Heat in the postseason, I don't know if that James Harden necessarily fixes any of those issues. Well, first of all, good to see you guys. And Joe, in particular, is up early. It's a lot earlier in Las Vegas than it is here in New, in New York. I'll see yes, you in a sir. few days, Joe, during summer league. But um, but yeah, look, I think to me, uh, I mean, look, if the Knicks are trading for James Harden, it's because they think on a one year deal they could get a pretty good deal to get a really good player in on their team, right? And I think you know, look, James Harden was really good last year. He led the league in assists. He averaged twenty one and ten. He had some huge moments in the playoffs. He obviously had some low moments in the playoffs as well. This guy's still a really, really good player. And I I think for all the noise that surrounds him, you know, people sort of tend to forget that, right? That he's still a really effective, 
really good player. Now, is he the same guy that was the MVP of the league and was the guy that could be the engine of a team that could win a championship as the number one guy? No, he's not. But if he's your second guy, or in particular, your third guy, then I think you're pretty excited about where your team could potentially go. And, you know, look, the Knicks would certainly be an interesting fit playing next to Jalen Brunson, but, you know, Tom Thibodeau teams have really excelled running high ball screens in the past, and those guys could both shoot the ball and theory could play off each other. And, you know, I, I could see the fit, especially if the price was right. But I, I would say, you know, as that lead-in suggested from, from Adrian's reporting yesterday, I think the Clippers – as sort of the lead team here, I think make a lot more sense if James Harden's playing elsewhere next season. So what's the next move then for Philadelphia? Because Daryl Morey, the general manager, he loves James Harden. So if they're not going to be working together and you're going to try to move them off and bring in assets, is there another big move to be made? Or is Tyrese Maxey just stepping up as your number two now? I mean, I, I think I, I think that's the real question here, Joe, right? And I, I do think it's important to say that I, I think this could work out pretty well for Philadelphia. If the pass were have James Harden opt in and pay him several years and a lot of money, have him opt out and leave, or have him opt into his one-year contract and have a situation where you can have optionality in where you're going, I think this was probably um, the the highest-end outcome for the Sixers. It might not be the safest one. The safest one would have been have James Harden resign for a few years and you know you have him, Maxi. And Joel Embiid, you try to fill in around him. You try to have Maxi take some steps forward and see where things go. But I do think that whether they can turn James Harden into assets that get him back one player, or they could turn him into a bunch of different pieces, I think there's a lot of avenues here where the Sixers next season are as good or potentially better as if they had James Harden on the team. Because again, you know, we're not talking about like for all the reasons I said that James Harden is still really good. He's also not the guy who was the MVP of the league anymore, right? He's a really good player that you can find ways to, I think, replace that production. It's just a matter of do they try to swing for the fences and go for another star-type player, or do they get a bunch of assets back and some younger players and and expiring contracts to be able to flip them around for other things? But as we know with Daryl Morey, there's few GMs more creative in the league than him, and there's few, I think, more willing to be in an uncomfortable situation. And if this drags out for a little bit, I think it'll be because Daryl Morey's going to make sure he gets the best deal he thinks he can get for the Sixers. ESPN NBA writer Tim Bontemps joins us here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. What happened with Houston in all of this? Because I remember a time a couple days ago where they were in the mix if he was going to opt out of that player option that maybe he would head proverbially back home. Was it that the Fred Van Vliet news started picking up and that didn't become an option anymore for James Harden? Because like it felt like there really was some ties there that you know were pulling pretty heavily that James Harden was going to end up leaving Philadelphia to go back to Houston. Well, to your point, Courtney, all season long it was, is he going to be in Houston? Is he going to be in Philly, right? That was sort of what the discussion was for most of the year. And I think to your point, as the, as the weeks got closer to free agency starting, there was more chatter about the possibility of Fred Van Vliet winding up in in Houston and you know we'll see if that deal actually gets done or not but I would say judging by James Harden's actions like you know we say on the Hoop Collective actions over words right well if James Harden thought he had a deal somewhere else he'd opt it out right by opting in you're sort of ceding control of the situation over to the Sixers but you're also guaranteeing you get 35 million dollars in part because 
I don't think you think you can get $35 million somewhere else at the moment, right? So to me, that, you know, as this has played out, you know, I think Fred will be a great fit if he does wind up in Houston. He's, a, a, I think, a perfect veteran mentor for a really young group of guys. He's a guy who can get guys like Jalen Green and Alperen Shangun and Jabari Smith the ball in the right spots. The team really needs a point guard. But to your point, all year long the thought was, well, maybe that guy will be James Harden. And I think now that there's at least the possibility that Fred Van Vliet is going to be that guy in Houston, that market came off the board as an option for James. And that's why you saw it sort of being, well, he could go back to Philly or what. And so that's where I think the option decision comes in. And now we'll see if Harden could get traded somewhere else. And if so, where that will be. Okay, so the focal point the last few days, Lillard, Harden, Kyrie Irving, the usual suspects, Mm -hmm. right? Last year, the Rudy Gobert trade was the huge surprise for everyone this time of year. I got to imagine there's probably another surprise or two out there. Maybe not to that extent, but of all the teams that aren't getting mentioned and all the players that aren't being mentioned all that much this week, anything we should be keeping an eye on? Like I've been looking at the Cavaliers wondering if they've got something up their sleeve. That's an interesting one to look at. Uh, Obviously, they need to upgrade their small forward spot. It was maybe the worst spot on any contending team last year in terms of rotation spot. We'll see if they can get someone in free agency there. Um, Indiana's got a lot of cap space. We'll see if they can do some stuff with it. Um, you know, we, we talked about the Knicks off the top. Josh Hart opting into his contract was an interesting move. That would seem to indicate that the Knicks think they can get somebody with their full mid-level exception. We'll see if they can manage to get somebody with that. But I thought them moving Josh Hart's option back and then him opting in was a sign they feel confident they can do that. So we'll see what happens there. And I, and I don't think we've talked enough about the Milwaukee Bucks and about Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. Now, Chris Middleton opted out of his deal last week. You know, we'll see if he re-signs. Brooke Lopez is a free agent. But if those guys re-sign, the Bucks, despite their loss in the first round of the Miami Heat, they're obviously a team that you would look at and say they're a true championship threat. If either one or both of those guys leave, all of a sudden they're not a championship threat anymore. And if they're not... Then you start to ask questions about what happens in the future with Giannis Tedekupo, right? So I know that's not necessarily off the radar, but I do think because of the importance of that situation and the importance of those players in particular, I think that's a situation that probably hasn't gotten quite as much attention as it maybe deserves. And it's certainly one that I'm going to be paying attention to over the next, you know, however many hours until um, those two situations get resolved because that could play a huge part in determining not only what the top of the Eastern Conference looks like next season, but potentially what the future for Giannis looks like, and that would certainly be a pretty interesting thing for people to pay attention to. Tim, before I get you out of here, on the note of Brooke Lopez, we know that the Lakers are poised to have the full uh, non-taxpayer mid-level exemption, and that could potentially be a route they go, adding him. And Joe and I were talking about what this team is primed to do in free agency. If Rob Palenka is preaching continuity, it doesn't sound like there will be that many additions. Is there one move that you expect them to make, though, over the next couple days? I mean, I would expect – I mean, that that is the curious thing, Courtney, right, is what path do the Lakers take? Um, it does seem like, you know, Rob Palenka had a presser the other day, as you guys talked about, where he talked a lot about the idea of continuity and bringing this core back and building on the success this team had last year. I'd be a little wary of that. If I was a Laker fan, if only that, you know, to me, yes, the, the the Lakers played well after the trade deadline. But, for example, Rui Hachimura is a career 30% three-point shooter. He shot 50% in the playoffs, right? And 
I don't know if I'm going to bank on that version of Rui Hachimura being the guy that you're going to have going forward. Um, so we'll see if if he is back, you know, which obviously they have his um, full bird rights. They can bring him back for any number. We'll see where that number winds up and what things look like. But, yeah, look, I think we saw the Lakers were much better with AD and LeBron surrounded by some depth. It seems like they want to bring back their main pieces. We'll see what happens with D'Angelo Russell. You guys were talking about it earlier. Um, I'm curious to see what his market is. And, you know, they do have access to the full mid-level exception. They are in L.A. They do have LeBron and AD. You would think they're going to be able to hunt pretty high in the market in terms of adding a really good player on that number. So we'll see what they can get. But certainly, you know, with all the focus on LeBron, as always, and with him and AD going into the last year of their deals, it will be very interesting to see what the Lakers look like. And if they can build on the success they had over the final couple months of the season, or if we get to the fall and you start to stack them up in the West and they don't look like one of the top two or three teams. All right, coming up this afternoon, NBA Today has our free agency special, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Then again, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern after the window opens at 6 p.m. Whole lot of information to sort through here over the next 12 or so hours. And fortunately, we've got Tim Bontemps doing all of the heavy lifting for us right here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Thanks so much, Tim. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, straight ahead, we get back into the perfect... Perfect. Landing spots for James Harden. Is there one that makes more sense than another? We're taking your calls. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. More to come right here on Keyshawn J. Willem Max. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Courtney Cronin, Joe Fortenbaugh, sitting in for the guys on this Friday morning. Happy pre-fourth weekend to everyone. Hope you have some fun plans out there that allow you to be outside, but not too far outside. Let's welcome in Sam Acho, ESPN NFL analyst, here to help us break down some of the big NFL storylines. Of course, we start with the gambling news that came out yesterday, the suspensions, four more players, three of whom are suspended indefinitely, Sam, one receiving a six-game suspension for gambling. What do you take away from the way that the NFL has come down on players this week? The total of these indefinite suspensions now up to nine for the 2023 season. Yeah, Courtney, what's good to be on. My big takeaway, at least especially from this most recent round of suspensions, is that there needs to be a lot more clarity on what is and isn't allowed. And I get it. You're gonna, people might say, well, these are NFL players. They should know the rules and should know the rules. A lot of these rules have changed, right, when it comes to 
even like what what is allowed and when it comes to gambling and not gambling and even when it comes to like what's being widely promoted and accepted right look at the marijuana laws those have changed in a lot of states and a lot of cities a lot of areas and, re- and even nationwide and even going to gambling like we promote it on espn we promote it uh nationwide right like and even one of the, the tackle for the tennessee titans his big thing was he's like guys the gambling I did, number one, well, number one, I didn't know, right? But number two, it was legal under, under Tennessee state law. And then number three, even as I attended the presentations, and I've attended, you know, one thing you got to understand about in the NFL, it's like you'll, go, you'll, you'll, you'll sign what's in the offseason or, you know, in the, in the regular season, and you'll go through rounds and rounds of, of non-football-related presentations, right? So, mind you, you have your – daily meetings we're going through the entire install putting in a new playbook um, a, a new offense or a new defense new pass protections new uh, zone schemes or or gap schemes and then in addition and you practice and you lift and you run and all the things and in addition to that you'll have these like non-football related meetings and these are meetings about gambling or about domestic violence or about money how to manage your wealth or about uh, you pick it under the sun and they'll be like back to back to back meetings. And so you sit on these meetings and you pay attention, you listen and you learn, but then you realize, man, okay, nine people have been suspended. Um, and even a lot of them are saying, I did not know, right. Go look at, like I said, the offensive tackle from, from Tennessee. He's like, I, I, I literally sat in on the meeting and I still wasn't sure. Now the response might be, well, if you weren't sure you should have asked, but I would argue that maybe it should have been more clear in the meetings Whoever is presenting these meetings to all 32 teams, what is and isn't allowed, right? This is not specifically, I'm talking about like Tennessee right now, the most recent, you know, one of the guys suspended. This is not, this is not football related. He was not betting on his team, betting on any other NFL team to win or to lose, right? This happened, but this gambling did happen to take place at the facility, in the workplace. And under those rules, then it, it, it's not allowed. That's where you see these six-game suspensions and some other ones you're seeing full-season suspensions. So my, my position is that uh, there needs to be a lot more clarity on what is and isn't allowed, and especially with the way that the climate, at least the conversation about gambling or workplace betting, whatever you want to call it, the climate has changed at ESPN, in America, I mean, whatever you want to say, like like for media companies in general promoting, I mean, like it's just changed. And so I think it's hard to lay down the law and the hammer on all these guys when they're saying, guys, I didn't know. And mind you, some, some may have bet, bet on, on their teams. Those should be suspended or other NFL games. But if it's not NFL related, it may not even be sports related, right? I, I mean, I'm just – and now all of a sudden you're missing six games for – for, I would say, a lack of clarity, especially when it's a deal where the rules are relatively new and it seems like it wasn't very clear. Sam Macho, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Courtney Cronin and Joe Fortenball here on Keyshawn, excuse me, J. Will and Max. All right, so a lot of people are talking about the idea that getting suspended or getting in trouble for making a bet on a sport other than the NFL at the team facility, it's not really a big deal. Do you think the NFL could go ahead and eliminate that rule? Would that be an issue? Like, if you guys want to bet, you can bet at the facility, no problem, just as long as it's not the NFL. I, I, I do. I do think that should be a rule that's changed. If you're people, you know, let's say basketball you're watching, or 
I don't know, baseball, hockey, race. I don't know, right? Like people, people place bets on different things. And no, I'm not condoning uh, uh, gambling or betting or whatever you want to call it. What I'm saying is to suspend someone for six games for placing a bet, maybe it was even one bet, maybe it was many, I don't know, on a sport that has nothing to do with your sport, zero. Like there's no relation or correlation. There's no correlation. And now they're missing nearly half over a third of the season for something that I don't, I can't even harp on. You didn't know, because of course people say, well, you should have known. Well, something that is being promoted everywhere. You, every channel you turn on gambling and betting is being promoted. Even in the state that you live in, it's totally legal. And I get the piece. Well, you're, you know, you don't work for the state, you work for the team. I get that too. But, there should have been more clarity around this specific rule because if I'm if I'm a player, if I'm in that locker room, and I'm the guy getting suspended, or let's say you know I placed a bet on an app um, that's being promoted by everywhere, I, I placed a bet on 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 racing on a horse race or something. Now I'm missing a third of the season. I mean I get it now I know, so now I won't do it next time. But I'm already missing the six games this year. And so and to answer your question, Joe. I think that I don't think that players should be missing over a third of the season for placing a bet on a sport that has nothing to do with their sport and that was legal under under state law. Six players of the nine are suspended for the 2023, the entirety of the 2023 season for betting on the NFL. We know that that's the no-brainer, but as you mentioned, Acho, there's a lot of gray area in these rules that the NFL is going to have to sort out. Maybe it becomes part of the new CBA down the line. Maybe these rules need to be amended within the CBA's current gambling policy. We appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Joe. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. James Harden, the Clipper. James Harden, the New York Nick. Is there a team that makes sense for the current Philadelphia 76ers guard who just opted into his $35.6 million player option 
but expected to be on the move. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Courtney Cronin, Joe Fortenbaugh taking your calls right here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Would you want your favorite team to land James Harden? Let's start out with Terrence in Georgia. I think you and I are on the same wavelength here about the Knicks and what this fit would look like in the backcourt, but please go ahead. Please don't. Please don't. Okay. That would be the worst thing that that would be the worst thing that could ever happen to the Knicks. You know? Well, that's uh, saying a lot. I, I'm, it, it's the truth, man, because like you said, he doesn't show. He, he he plays good in the regular season. He's a regular season ball player, man. He's not a postseason man. And and the Knicks need a postseason guy. And you know I love them. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Terrence. I mean, he brings up a good point because if if Jalen Brunson if they're if he's having an off night, which we saw in the postseason twice, you know when when he's not handling able to handle the load offensively that we know he can. I mean, there is going to be a point where he needs somebody to help distribute with him. Then you need to find a playmaker to do that. Could it be James Harden? Maybe at this point of James Harden's career, though, to set up others for shot making. I mean, he is the assist leader in the NBA from last year. I just don't know that you get that same high-level ability of playmaking that you saw with Jalen Brunson last year. Maybe there's another guard they can go after in free agency. If you're looking to go from rebuild to playoff contender, when I say playoff contender, I mean contend for a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. If you're in that range, towards the bottom of the league to maybe like the 8-7 seed-ish area, Harden could make some sense. He puts butts in the seats. He can still score to an extent. He can facilitate. He can help. But if you're talking about competing at the highest possible level for a championship, it has to be a pass. This is going to be his fourth team in three years. Superstars who win championships don't play on four teams in three years. There's some stability. All right? This is a guy that through his history had an issue with Dwight Howard in Houston, had an issue with Chris Paul in Houston, had an issue with Russell Westbrook in Houston, Went to Brooklyn, had an issue there. Went to Philadelphia, now has an issue there. It doesn't end. And then when you talk about performance on the biggest stages, in the biggest games, go back to those marquee series against the Warriors, MIA. Game six and game seven against Boston this past year, MIA. Games five and six against Miami last year when they got knocked out of the playoffs, decent but not great. And you have to factor all this in while also accounting for He's not getting any younger. His scoring production is dropping off and he costs a ton of money. When you lay it out like that, if you're a championship contender, he's not the guy. He's too expensive for all the headaches he brings to the table and all the inconsistencies that follow. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. The phones are open here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Courtney Cronin, Joe Fortenbaugh, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We heard from Woj, aside from the Knicks, that the Clippers could be a team of interest for James Harden in a trade. LS in Virginia, there seems to be another L.A. team that you're eyeing. What you got? Yeah, I got the Lakers. Uh, Harden should try and go to the Lakers, uh, put his ego aside, and um, run it. Run it with LeBron, Archimore, AD. Um, the other, the um, that'll be the starting five, right? And um, Austin Reeves. 
that's the starting five right there. Would that's, he be willing nice to take a pay cut is my question for him going out there. I mean, we don't know what path the Lakers are going to take just yet, Joe, but they do. I, I agree that they do need an upgrade at point guard. I know that it seems kind of like, I want to say a foregone conclusion, but it seems like there's a le- level of inevitability here that D'Angelo Russell will be back on the Los Angeles Lakers next year, but He's very one-dimensional in what he offers, and there have been times where that, you know, elevating the playmaking for LeBron James so he doesn't have to do it all by himself, that wasn't there in the postseason consistently. Is James Harden that guy? I just think that it would be too expensive unless there are some concessions he can make here for him to be on that roster. I don't money. I don't think is is anywhere near. It, it could be an issue making this work. I don't think that's the reason why. If you're the Lakers, you turn this down again. The Lakers are trying to get over the hump to win a championship. They were swept in the Western Conference Finals last year. How do they get past Denver? Does bringing in James Harden get them past Denver? I don't see it. I don't see it because if you get into a matchup with Denver and it goes seven, can you bank on Harden to make the necessary plays at the necessary times? If this is a guy who was 26 years old and had some issues in the playoffs, like we've seen at times, at times, with Tatum and and Jalen Brown in Boston. You can sit there and you can be patient. And I think that's exactly what you should be with the guys in Boston. That's a hell of a team. If you continue to build around them, especially the move with Porzingis, you take them to another level. But Harden's in his 30s. We've seen it for years, years. He has laid it out for us that the big games in the playoffs are not where he's going to come through. If you're looking for his help in the regular season, he can help you. He can put up some numbers. He can help you win games. But once you get to the most important stage of the season, the James Harden that everyone talks about as being one of the best players in the NBA, he's not that guy that time of year. But you're still paying him to be that guy. And that's ultimately what jams you up. It's one of the reasons Houston couldn't get past Golden State. It's one of the reasons Philadelphia once again flamed out in the second round. And it's one of the reasons it didn't work in Brooklyn. It's just that's not who he is. Winning a championship is not a priority. It's not a top priority for him. Dame Lillard's trying to win a title. Embiid's trying to win a title. LeBron wants to win a title. There are guys that elevate that criteria above all else. Harden's not that guy. And I'm not knocking him for it. Everyone's got different priorities. He's made over $300 million in his career, and he's got an MVP. It's a hell of a career. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But he's not a guy that prioritizes the title. And if you're trying to win a title, those are the guys you need, the ones who prioritize it. His contract situation is unique because unlike others who would potentially be in this spot, the receiving team cannot extend him. So he's potentially an expensive short-term rental and he'd become an unrestricted free agent next year. I don't know that there are a lot of teams that would be willing to bid for his services given those circumstances. One that you mentioned though, Boston, that's an intriguing one. I and I'm not saying necessarily with James Harden, but <laughs> but 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 if Damian Lillard, and I know that he hasn't he said something about Boston on a podcast. I don't know if it was if I'm paraphrasing here, if it was absolutely not or anything like that, but I don't think that they're done. I don't think that they're done adding somebody in the backcourt after the big splash move that they had last week ahead of the draft with Kristaps Porzingis. They could use some playmaking there after losing Marcus Smart. I don't know if that would be James Harden. And certainly, Joe, after everything you've convinced me on that we've already been on the same page about with James Harden, doesn't feel like that is an option that's worth looking into. But certainly some other teams might pop into the chat here for James Harden if it is not just the Knicks or just the Los Angeles Clippers that are looking to sign 
to sign him via a sign and trade. Straight ahead, should the 76ers go start hunting or hand the keys over to someone who's already on the roster? That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.